Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of One Vision. I'm Bradley Lammer, and I'm happy to be back hosting the show and share a story with my guest for today, Rosariel Gomez Ortegoza, the founder and CEO of Berkeley-based Shastic. Um, we first met through the ICBA Think Tank Accelerator a few years ago, if I recall. Can you tell our listeners about your background and what you're building at Shastic? Yes, Brett, and thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, well, my background, great question. Uh, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Everybody in my family runs, owns and started and runs their own business in very different fields from you know, manufacturing personal computers to uh, clinical analysis, laboratory. My brothers have a company that um, grows a replacement for leather that they grow out of bacteria and fungus. Mycelium, so very, you know, innovative. My, one of my other brothers has a smart factory IoT company. So, so all over the place. So you can say I had the bug. Um, I decided to study finance. So when I got my degree, I around that time I actually worked briefly for Merrill Lynch. Didn't quite love the whole corporate culture that much, but but it got me exposed to to really what what that's that's like on on that side of finance. And, and then I decided to immigrate to the U.S. a little over a decade ago to start a tech company. And I, you know, first thing I did, I, I had a finance degree. I didn't know anything about programming or software or anything like that. So I spent probably two to three years, maybe longer, locked in a little room with a window, just teaching myself how to program. I would, I would dive into the, the guts, if you want to call it, of, of successful frameworks like Ruby on Rails and Django and things like that, that, that kind of tell you a lot of how to write, how to architect a good, good solution, right? So, so I spent a lot of time just doing that, kind of getting a uh, informal master's degree in, in in how to write software. And through that, I met a gentleman by the name of Chris Donner, who started a company called Accessoftech that does well. It used to be at that point they were, you know, at the top of the mobile banking wave, and. Um, he invited me. He really liked some of the stuff that that I was I was building. He invited me to work out of his office building and and started mentoring me essentially, and became sort of like my informal partner at Shastic when we started, and opened a little bit of his network to me, which was really really kind of him. Uh, he he really I don't know he really believed in me since day one and and. We basically started building Shastic by listening, having conversations with FIs, listening to the challenges they were having, and and not being afraid to come up with, you know, shifting ninety degrees to the left and and coming out with things that are unconventional, you know. Um, and since the beginning, our theme was always how do we turn days into minutes in terms of processing. And, and we've been kind of going from the outside and moving closer and closer into the back uh, since then. And we kept coming across two themes or challenges over the years. I don't think those have changed probably. Um, but number one, we kept hitting a wall where most of the systems inside of financial institutions don't talk to each other or, or they don't talk to each other well. And because of that, the second thing that we see a lot is that a lot of the work that is performed by knowledge workers inside of financial institutions today is very manual and very repetitive by nature. And so without knowing it, we started building robotic process automation solutions, essentially, uh, to automate parts of processes that 
the institutions were sharing with us, well, we're having a challenge with this. You know, we started with document collection for lending and stuff like that. Uh, moved to other areas later, but but we we realized that in order to really automate a financial pro or any process really end to end, we first had to solve the integration problem. And so so when we realized that, and by the way, you can't use traditional means. You can't. There's no there's no API for every system that is easily accessible, and there's no other way to 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 touch you know the core whatever you need to do. And so, so we started by essentially building an RPA system to help us talk to all the different internal systems of an institution without having to rely on third parties to do so. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I've known Chris for years and I don't know if you knew this, but I actually had his solution at Mechanics Bank. It was the first mobile platform that I launched. Okay. And, and that's a lot of years ago. And so his team was always great because we would kick around ideas about how to make the product better or like how to, you know, just do something different in the market. So when I saw you guys and I like, I found out that you guys were connected, it just made perfect sense because, it, you know, you guys are tinkerers. I could tell that you're builders. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to get into the, the application and what it does for, for financial institutions and other clients um, pretty quick here. But I wanted to ask about the name a little bit, Chastic. That's really unusual. So like, tell, tell me about where that came from. Yeah. So as you saw at the uh, event that we connected at last week, the whole theme of, of the brand that we wanted to, to bring to life is that we deliver magic efficiencies to financial institutions through intelligent process automation. And we even have, you know, once in our logo. Um, and so, um, you know, we, we, we just thought of, Hey, you know, what sounds and feels magical, right? So we came up with the words Shazam and fantastic and we blended together into Shastic and the domain happened to be available. So that was really helpful. <laughs> so we went with that and we, you know, we, we never looked back. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the nuts and bolts of the, the magic then. Um, so your your application is a robotic process automation, but like you were saying at, at the event uh, that we recently uh, connected at, it's IPA. So let's let's talk about those magical experience and what you help your clients with. Uh, what type of processes are you helping them with, and 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 how does the human element sort of still interact when we're talking about these processes? Sure. Yeah. So Shastic provides an intelligent process automation platform designed or tailored for financial services. And so it's a little different than an RPA, robotic process automation platform, in that it also, well, it's operated from the cloud. It's not on-premise. It uses machine learning and big data to be able to have a higher um, degree of cognitive processing that is not linear. It's not if and then, you know, simple things like that. Um, and so, um, like, so you were asking about the magic, right? So the magic is really all about delivering that very personalized, tailored experience very fast in a way that seems to be effortless, but it's actually a lot of things happening in the background, very sophisticated things. Well, and so one of the things that we saw last week, and, and I'm referring to this Cunexus client symposium that we had in Santa Rosa in the heart of the wine country. One of the things that you showed was, you know, a lending application interfacing with a loan uh, application interface. And it was helping and assisting the sort of member or in customer experience by retrieving documents, you know, that were required as part of that loan. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting is that 
most loan systems actually don't have these type of things built in and you guys have built that sort of on top of it so can you talk about you know the the requirements of the application and and how it works so this is something that's sort of sitting on top of of the actual application itself yeah so so from the beginning we wanted to build something that was not going to require an implementation or installation because that's a big blocker right um and so we went for for an architecture where it's as simple as installing an app on your computer, right? If you've everybody has installed an app or on your phone, it's really simple. And then it sits on the no, on the desktop of the knowledge worker in on every uh, computer, and, and it's monitoring the systems that are running there, but also what the knowledge worker is doing. Okay, and it's basically kind of to the point that you alluded to. It's it's sort of like a little co-pilot that is quarterbacking the entire process. It's, it's not just taking care of a single individual task and trying to get that out of the way. It understands the context of the transaction, what, had ha what has happened before, you know, the specifics of the applicant, the, if it's a loan or if it's a you know, collections case, whatever it is, and what needs to, needs to happen next based on the policies of the institution. That's kind of where the cognitive part, you know, the big data and the machine learning comes in. Um, and, and it's essentially anticipating, it's monitoring the process at every point in time to anticipate whenever there's a lot of those manual repetitive tasks just to take care of those. So what I showed in that present, in that, um, when I spoke on stage, I was just showing one example of how to automate the process of document collection, which is one of the most manual, probably the most manual task in, in lending. It doesn't matter what kind of lending. Uh, a lot of the time that financial institution teams spend processing loans has to do with grabbing the phone. Like you said, it's not part of the LOS, it's not part of their processing system. They have to grab the phone and email or whatever else they're using and chase a customer or a member for days. Um, and, and this is monitoring that before the team even sees the loan and it starts to engage in this case because it's for collecting documents, engage the customer and collect all those documents. Uh, in this case, I was showing it through through using text messaging, which is a lot faster, but it's all driven by very personalized, intelligent automation behind. Yeah, I think one of the things when when people aren't familiar with the backend systems of you know either capturing a loan opportunity at a financial institution or even even you know setting up a brand new financial relationship. Mm -hmm. When when a piece of documentation, whether it's an ID or whether it's, you know, simple like proof of income or whatever it might be, you know, proof of where you live, anything else like that, when that's missing, it stops things and it mm -hmm. breaks things. And that's that's what's um, really the magic of your application is that it, it understands where the bottleneck is. In many cases, it actually uncorks that bottle and says, <laughs> I've got what what you need and I'm going to inject it into your application at this moment. And I'm going to do it without you knowing. And I'm going to do it 24-7. And that's what was really cool about it. Yeah, and, and just to make another analogy, like one thing I, I've realized over the years is that a lot of the work that knowledge workers do and, and a lot of the, the task in, in processing something is what I call glue tasks. Right. It's and especially talking about those the data silos that I was, I was saying, um, most institutions have systems they don't talk to each other very well. So so they require somebody to go into a system, copy something and move it to another one. That's a glue task. Mm. Right? And it's very, very mechanical, very robotic. And it does not need to be done by a human with a brain. Um, and 
and there's a lot of things like like the, the example just pointed out uh, you know whenever there's a condition for a document you need to collect and if it's not there it blocks the entire process sometimes for days when really you know it could it could just anticipate that and, and not even have to block it at all well and this is this is what makes it more efficient is that you're you're making you know the loan officer you're making the processor how much more efficient they're, they're focused on you know something that's going to require a little bit more thinking than just moving a document from point a to point b let's 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 talk about you know the team a little bit too and you know i i lived in berkeley for 20 years i went to uc berkeley i love the city and you and the access Soft tech team in the past you know have always been sort of based there and i'm wondering about you know during the pandemic as you kind of built out this team the last several years since we've met uh, at icba are, are they distributed you know kind of across the country you have developers around different places tell me about the team and what what do you think about the last couple of years being a fintech founder in the bay area and, and how the community is sort of held together during that time um so we went remote and fully distributed in 2019 we decided to do that because everybody in the team just wanted to do that and, and it made sense we were a tech company um we had visibility to how to do that it took some effort but everybody wanted to go there so so it wasn't as challenging and when we actually bit COVID by a year right when it hit we didn't really keep a beat um everybody like we don't have two people in the same place so everybody's completely distributed it does create challenges when it comes to communication i would say and, and, and keeping the, the team together so you have to work harder to do that and maintain the culture does what why we use that magic theme as well it's not just for our the service and the value that we deliver outwards but also internally uh, it has really helped us to bond the team around you know we we are we're building something magical right that that, that has real impact um so so yeah i mean they're all over the place um we even have a couple of guys in in uh, in south america but but most of you know most of them in the us and um we haven't had a chance to go visit all of them but i'm looking forward to it uh you know believe it or not my, my chief revenue officer uh, who you met mike laliberti last week i never met him before yeah that's uh, that was kind of fun to watch uh, the connexus team was like that as well i mean they had never been together and then they brought each other and it's like all these you know faces seeing each other for the first time but knowing each other so well that's that's that was yeah. really cool to watch um let, let's talk about the traction that you guys have had uh, in the last couple of years at least on your website it says you serve more than 50 financial institutions including many many credit unions uh, that work with your your company and your solution um and, and a lot of partnerships like meridian link and qnexus can you tell us about the partnerships and how providers like this help startups like yours just as they're getting started to sort of grow? Yeah. Well, I mean, growth, we're a B2B company, right? But I think it applies to every kind of company. But on the B2B side, you need good distribution channels to grow. And in this industry, in financial services, probably the best distribution channel is partnerships. You just have to make sure that you are, you're establishing partnerships that are aligned that are synergetic, otherwise you waste a lot of time for both sides. Um, so, so by that, I mean a partnership where you get something by, you know, a lot of times if you're a small company, a startup, you're the one who's receiving like a referral or, or you're embedding your product somewhere. But, but by doing that, also a partner who's embedding you or who's referring to you uh, also helps them realize the, or f 
fulfill the whole value uh, offering of their platform. And and Kinex is a good example for us. Well, and let's let's talk about that one. So last week, um, and and I know that you know by the time this airs, it'll be not last week, but uh, I, we we had worked together at the Kinexus Symposium, and and I really loved your demo. And what was cool about it is that if if people know what Kinexus is all about, it's basically a one click pre approved platform. Mm-hmm. But what what isn't so apparent unless you're in the back office of a financial institution and working with that platform is that it's not always one click. There's sometimes additional information that's needed, et cetera, et cetera. And your platform comes in and sort of says, hey, I can help with that. And it makes it that much more efficient, which is why I kind of asked the question about partnerships, because it's not it's not always that you're building out an ecosystem and you're relying on partners, you know, to kind of help you grow and grow revenue and everything else. It's also that you're looking for symbiotic relationships with your technologies. Um, and so that that's what was really cool about that. Can you talk about you know how that relationship continues and and how you see that evolving with you know it, it's it's a one click solution, but yours helps it make it that much better. Yeah, um, you nailed it. I mean, essentially, and that's kind of what I mean by synergetic or symbiotic. That's a great word. Um, every founder learns this, right? Like if it's if you don't have that 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 kind of relation or alignment it just doesn't go anywhere the, the partnership but but in that case it's exactly that you know ev- everybody loves the idea on the customer facing side of of instant lending right and, and we have developed a, most of the innovation i would say has gone into that part of the process but not a lot of innovation has gone into what actually takes it from approved or redeemed if it's an offer that is pre-approved to funded and that's where you get you know delays of days at times. And so that's essentially what, what it does. It can take, it can quarterback the entire process from the point that it, the offer is redeemed and then just take most of it all the way to lending, including things like adding stipulations, adding conditions that aren't specific to that application, uh, requesting and collecting those um, documents that are needed, pushing them back into the system of record, you know, deciding when or, or checking to make sure that we have everything we need as requirements, and then sending DocuSign paperwork or, or through an easing solution. Once that is signed, you know, passing it out to, to an analyst, maybe a final person that reviews everything. So, so it helps to quarterback that whole thing, uh, getting it closer to the one-click lending. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you're you're helping that solution become a a new sort of um, super workflow, right? That that's the magic. And that's the magic. Yeah, I mean, whether whether it is DocuSign, like you said, or whether it's something else, I mean, who knows? I mean, there could be a new regulatory requirement that all of a sudden, you know, says, hey, we need X now. And you yep. could say, well, we could build that. And then you'd perform that X. Well, and then there's another added benefit that I, I have not seen a lot of this in, in financial services, but, you know, Salesforce is, is well known for the whole repetitive, what do they call it? Um, like having a repeatable process, right? Something you can trust so you can scale from it and you know how it's going to operate every every time in financial services because a lot of the processes are done manually every knowledge worker does it a little differently so it's really hard to scale that and a lot of times when that person leaves the know-how leaves with that person and so this also can, starts to give you a framework that you can configure with your policies and the way that you want to run your process that is translatable scalable um, and, and it also helps you keep a more uh, motivated team that is not doing robotic work you're letting the robots do that and you're getting them to use their brains 
Well, and that's, again, I think where the magic of technology and the human element come together. And I like that idea that, you know, any organization or any application could become better because you're combining, you know, the best of the workflow that people take care of alongside the best of the workflow that the technology can take care of. Let's, let's talk about, you know, so, so you showed a lending application, you showed a lending workflow, but you work with a collection um, platform or two, you work probably in customer onboarding, other places, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of places that, that would make sense that you could apply this tool to in financial services or even beyond. I mean, fintechs have a lot of, you know, other types of things that this potentially could sit on top of. Uh, mm-hmm. What are other clients using this for? And, and what are you thinking about where it's going to go next? So actually, it's very funny. You asked a question before. So so I'll, t- I'll answer the obvious, which are the different departments instead of financial institution. But you asked where the relationship was going with companies like Unexus, right? So, so we've recently found that the same challenges that we faced when we started building the IPA platform of not being able to talk to certain systems that we needed to deliver the value of, those, of the platform we're, we're offering, you know, companies like Unexus, companies like like Access Software, every company in the industry faces the same issues, right? Maybe you can talk to the main solution, but they cannot talk to these other two or three ancillary ones. And so, so that's a very interesting um, path that we didn't anticipate that the industry is sort of pulling us towards. We kept, we keep getting, you know, I had a conversation, a really good conversation with uh, with some folks from QNA Mutual. They are having a lot of work that they do that is manual repetitive maintenance work on the back office for their customers that we could automate that is done completely manually right now. And it's legacy systems that nobody can touch through programmatically. So, so things like that. So that's a very interesting, um, you know, it's kind of vague, I know, but, but, but it's sort of like a middleware for fintechs to be able to kind of like a plan for internal systems. Um, and, and then on the other side, like on the, on the financial institution side, uh, we work, you know, with collections a lot, uh, we have institutions where we've we've really reduced their delinquency basis points by just helping in a very similar use case like the one that you saw for lending, just helping to, to engage the member at the right time with the right message to make sure that the payments are not missed, and then helping them also automatically to remediate whenever they miss a payment so that they can get back to healthy without having to involve a lot of the team. So that's a, a big one on the collection side. Customer onboarding, like you said, you know, oftentimes there's financial institutions, especially on the commercial side, that you close a loan, a year later, you need to get updated financial records. Well, you, you don't have to have a person do that. You can just automate that. Um, IT, this is funny because there's companies that are literally dedicated to this, but on the IT side, with the great resignation, we keep hearing from a lot of our credit union partners and financial institution part, bank partners that the people that are left behind in the IT teams are overloaded with simple tasks like, oh, now we need to remove all of these accounts for previous employees, and now we need to add this one more, and they, they spend an hour on each one of those. And so a lot of the work they're doing is menial and repetitive and manual, um, and now they have even less people. So so things like that on the IT side, accounting, I mean, that's a that's kind of how RPA was born, right? More on the accounting side, take data from this PDF or information and push it into a core or push it into an Excel file, which, you know, unfortunately, Financial institutions still run on Excel. Yeah, I was just going to say that they also run on COBOL too. So if you yeah. could, you know, put, finally put COBOL programmers out to work, uh, that would be great. So let's talk, let's talk about the human resources piece then. <laughs> uh, no, just, you know, we have an institution that, that because of all the trouble, they're growing really fast, but 
but they're also trying to scale or build a team really fast. And it's been a challenge with, with the lack of qualified people they can find. And um, one of the things that takes the most time for them is just booking appointments with candidates for recruiting. And so, so we're looking at doing that. They're using Indeed. So, so just in, in, integrating their platform for, for uh, communicating with, with uh, applicants and just automatically scheduling those meetings. Well, I like, I, like, I, that. I like that idea again, sort of the, the magic is that glue and, and you yeah. know, sort of the, the, the plan of, you know, the infrastructure piece is not a bad place to be. Right. Isn't that interesting? Like we never saw that one coming and we keep, every time we talk to different, you know, partners, financial fintech partners, um, keeps coming up. Yeah. I mean, people, I think outside the industry don't realize how data and technology intensive the back office really is. I think it's underappreciated. I think the the workers, especially that work in this space to make banking happen. And, and you know, we, we look at the, the front end of all these FinTech apps and everything else. And we think, oh, it's so much simpler. It's so much prettier. It's so much this, you know, the technology has got to be that much better in the back end, but it's not, <laughs> you know, in, in so many cases, you know, we need systems to talk to one another and, even if you're the latest app on the block for any type of fintech solution, there's still a lot of problems in the back end that need to be solved. So that's uh, that, that's the the great thing about having these conversations is that you know on, on one vision we've talked to so many founders that sort of unearth these stories about what's happening in the underbelly. Um, that, hey, that's yeah. Go ahead. I gotta say you you nailed it on that one, Brad. Like I can tell you have a lot of experience in this because it's the it's the below the iceberg that really blocks everything, right? And and you you basically just describe the difference between IPA and RPA. Um, well, I mean, I've, I've, I've had to make these systems talk to one another and, you know, my, my, my technology sort of um, overseeing was all the digital channels for every single product, you know, from commercial banking on down to wealth management to consumer stuff and all yeah. the problems and all the things I wanted to do across the product lines to get people to take things and consider these different solutions was, to talk, you know, to different systems. Yeah. And, you know, if 10, 15 years ago we had these type of solutions, I think financial institutions would be better off today, especially, like you said, very, very poignant point about the last couple of years we've been seeing people leave the, the industry. We've been seeing, you know, hiring be very difficult for certain key roles. And yeah. we need these type of partnerships with companies like yours to make banking better. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, the the, the journey to now and then into the future a little bit, because like I was saying, the opportunity to talk to people like you, uh, the people that found these companies that make you know every little tiny bit and every big bit of banking better, talking to the people that fund uh, you know services and companies like yours, and all the different people that are serving this wonderful, diverse, and growing community that is known as fintech. Um, mm -hmm. Well, first, I want to I want to make sure that people know how to how to find you. So, so how do how do we learn more about Shastic and the solution? Uh, well, our website shastic.com, and and we're also just recently started becoming more active in social media. So, are we a LinkedIn page? Um, so Shastic S H A S T I C dot com. You got it. Yeah, and then Shastic on on LinkedIn. I'll say those are probably the two two best ways. Or you can send us an email contact at shastic .com. And how long, you know, about, so, so I'm a credit union or financial institution or the bank. Um, and I just, I want to use this to, to make our, our, our loan application or our mortgage application a little bit better. How long does it take to, to implement and, and how, especially if you're integrated already, you know, if I was on Meridian Link or something like that, how long does it take to actually get up and running? Yeah. So remember I told you that we build this whole thing in the cloud 
And so it doesn't really require you to set up anything really in terms of technology infrastructure internally. Um, it's a cloud service. And it really depends on, on what, what specific process you're trying to automate. We have a lot of pre-built workflows, if you want to call it, that it, like you mentioned Meridian Link. So if you're processing consumer loans on Meridian Link and you're using Episys Scimitar on the back end and DocuSign, for instance, for your um, eSign, like we ha there's a lot of institutions that have that exact same template. So, so we can deploy those in a week or two. It's just configuration. Um, if you don't have it, we can also, we are a, um, think of it as a, as a consultant as well. So we will build well, you 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 open the kitchen. You show us the ingredients. We'll come back with a bake full, the the cake fully baked, um, and you just flip a switch. And that might take us, you know, three to four weeks. But it's nothing, you know, outrageous. Well, I think now, Hazari, uh, I am thinking about you as the chef in the kitchen uh, and and making that that better better, um, you know, loaf of bread or whatever it might be. <clears throat> so well, it's, it's magician, remember? And I got my magic wand right here. <laughs> okay, well, so, so that, was, that was a cool thing. So, so imagine, you know, a, a, a huge, you know, conference room full of people and he's up there on stage and he's running through this application. He says, okay, guys, there's a glow stick inside the bag uh, alongside the copy of Beyond Good that, that we gave everybody. There's a glow stick. Okay. I want you to pull that glow stick out because you're going to help me with this magic. And so everybody breaks open this, this glow stick and in the audience, you know, yeah, everybody starts like, as he says, waving the magic wand as they go from one piece of the application to another. So, I know it's hard to like visualize when you're listening, and I don't know if you're doing a walk or or how you're listening to this right now. But just imagine an entire conference room full of these glow sticks, and there's no like electronic music. It's not a rave. This is a a <laughs> conference for fintech. Um, so that was that was a pretty cool moment. I I enjoyed that. And and you've done that before, or is that like the first? No, that was like a first. That that was you know thanks to uh, Amy Davis, uh, VP of Operations, and and another one of our our uh, contributors, Lisa Quinn Phillips, who um, who came up with the idea because of the whole brand. You know, our logo yeah. has a little magic wand, and I don't know between them two, one of them came up with, well, what if we use wands? And the other one came up with, well, what if they're mat? What if they glow? <laughs> and then. It was kind of like a leap of faith, right? Like doing a demo is hard enough yeah. on its own, but but it worked out fantastically. Well, if, if you ever get up on like a Finnovate stage uh, or something like that, and you do this, I, I I think that would definitely be worthy of a picture. Um, so so let's 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 close out with with this. Um, Sure. When you think about, you know, both your solution and sort of where it fits and the industry in general, what mm -hmm. what gives you the best hope for a better future? The best hope. Well, I'm privileged that I have a lot of people in my life that are, you know, extraordinary, right? Like starting with my own family, they all run their own very, very innovative businesses, not easy business. Um, you know, all the way to, to friends here that I have that are also founders and, and colleagues that are doing just, just things that are going to, if they're successful, and I think they will be, they're going to change the world for the better. And so um, I don't know if you ever read that uh, article from Mark Andreessen about it's time to build when COVID hit. And, and he was making the, the, the thesis that, that, you know, we're in this situation because we, we didn't prepare for it. So it's time to build a way out. Um, a way out of the hole, if that makes sense, or a way out of the, the challenge. And I, you said it yourself, I'm a tinker. <laughs> and so I, I see a lot of great people devoting their lives with great ideas and a lot of passion to making those changes happen. And that gives me a lot of hope. 
Well, it's been it's been great to uh, spend some time with you this past week, and certainly to share your story with our listeners. And again, we're talking to Jose Ariel Gomez Ortegoza of Shastic, and I suggest that you guys all check out his website and learn more about what him and the team are building. So I just wanted to thank everybody for joining us today. I know it's been a while since I've hosted an entire episode myself. So thank you for subscribing. Please tell your friends, leave us a rating, and we will see you all next week on another episode of One Vision.